When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Don't Retire, Graduate, the podcast that teaches you how to advance into retirement rather than retreating. I'm your host and valedictorian, Eric Brotman, and I'm here to confess that I have podcast envy for our next guest. Chris Ward is joining us all the way from Ontario, Canada, and she has, and I'm not exaggerating, a podcast with 900 five-star reviews. I am feeling incredible podcast envy. Um, her, her concept is win the hour, win the day. Uh, it's an amazing show. And, and Chris, like I said, I'm just, uh, I'm in, I'm in awe of your, of your podcast and your show, and I'm happy to have you here. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here, Eric. So Chris and I met, we were, we were co-hosts on another podcast, the bold business podcast. Uh, and Chris, one of the things that you did that I, I, I will never forget is that you busted out jars that were visuals and I would love for you to tell that story and and just also to tell uh, our listeners how you got started and where this concept came from because it's it's brilliant it's really really terrific okay all right so there's a lot there let make notes as I all the things I'm hoping to impress you people with so how I got started (laughs) well like every entrepreneur when I started my business I worked insane hours those first two years like I I call myself now a recovering rushaholic I just thought I could outrun time I got a lot done I was the go-to person and in most people's life you know like I just got stuff done so I thought I could race the clock and you know, you go a couple months, a year or two without sleep and people start to sit you down really gently and tell you, you've lost a lot of your charm because you are tired and you're not a lot of fun to be around. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is nuts. I can't keep this up. And the people that were like my biggest fans, like my husband, were starting to pay the price of me just being totally burnt out. And I was two years in. So I thought, oh my gosh, something has to change. So I feverishly examined productivity and you know, team building and what were these people doing that were having these quality of life, having this dream business, be entrepreneurial journey, and then still having, you know, this whole thing, evenings and weekends off and all that freedom that we were sold and felt like we were lied to. And uh, so I started to make changes and boy, oh boy, it was fantastic. I I really saw a lot of results because I was diving into this like desperately. And I went from 16 hours a day down to six. And I could not believe how hard I had worked against myself and how I beat my chest thinking I was doing the right thing and this badge of honor working so hard. And it was just a recipe for disaster. And the results I got were unbelievable when I, when I started with creating my, what I call my win team, my what is next team. And luckily I got all those results because it was just a couple years after that, that my husband had been diagnosed with colon cancer. And I was pulled away from the business for about two years. And when I returned after his passing, my existing marketing clients had no idea of my absence because I just didn't think it was good for business and I, I was just not how we were handling it. Uh, and so they started to gently ask me under the capacity of 
team building and productivity and all that stuff. Like, how did I manage that? Because there was the business and I returned. Not only was it uh, surviving, but it was thriving. And, and then there was, of course, you understand if you've gone through this journey, the demands of chemo operations and all these things. And then, of course, we wanted to have a very positive journey. So I planned surprise trips and we did a lot of celebration with the family and that takes coordinating and all that stuff. So under the fragility of life and believing that your business should support your life and not consume it, and that life has interruptions and the business should be able to support that. Um, I started working with the, my existing marketing clients under the capacity of team building and what I call creating your win team, your what is next team, and systems that save you stress, time, energy, and money. And we call those our super toolkits. And it just kind of grew from there. And then people you know, wanted to, wanted more help, wanted to know more. And, and, and the people I work with, you guys out there that are like, you do good and, and you look great online and you're, you're making money and you're still in business, but you have this secret, you're working way more hours than you care to admit, or at least as many as when you started the business. And that should have sort of petered off by now. There should be some, you know, rewards for that. And I just thought these people are, you know, you guys are in isolation as well. So I thought, how can I create a movement where people understand your business should support your life instead of consuming it? I didn't know that I was a Russiaholic until just now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've now been diagnosed. You have just described my life. You've described yeah, recovering. The you want to be a recovering Russiaholic. Well, I'm not yes, recovering yet. <laughs> no, I, I, I've been diagnosed. Now I need some treatment. Maybe I can get some, some free intervention today. Um, okay. I, you know, I, I'm doing the 12 to 16 hour days and, um, yeah. and, 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 and I'm not sleeping enough and I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm enjoying what yeah. I, I love what I do. I absolutely love what I do. And I love the, the people, uh, who I work with. I am I am a tired human entirely too much, and uh, despite my efforts to to work out and to do all the energy gaining things that I'm able to do, um, I think I'm being consumed more than supported. So, what's next? What do I do? That's a great question, Eric. So here's the thing. This is what it is, is to be an entrepreneur is really about getting ideas to execution. You didn't start a business to run a business, right? And what happens for most people like yourself and the people on my coaching clients and my group coaching clients, and I hear this all the time, is what happens, they love what they do. And so then somehow that gives you permission like to start, you know, to put in all these hours, but you don't understand, I love what I do and I wanna see the results and I wanna have a bigger impact, I wanna help more people. And you know, that's fine, but at the end of the day, you can love what you do. An Olympic athlete loves what they do, but they know not to train 14, 15, 16 hours a day. It just, we know that doesn't work, right? So what happens is you need to be in the creation mode far more than the, what I call, or my clients call the web of admin. So most people, when they have a business, you guys out there, you might, you know, be working 80% on the web of admin and and in the business and 20% trying to get to that creation thing, get your next idea to execution. Cause that's all that separates anyone that we have professional jealousy for, they're doing it better or stronger, faster than we are. They're just getting ideas to execution faster than you are. So what you really need is you need to have it inversed. And so what all my coaching clients have is they've got about 60% in creation mode and 40% in admin mode. And here is something powerfully important. This also talks about the team you surround yourself with. 
And they should be in a higher percentage of creation mode because when they're creating, it supports you. And we know rising tide lifts all ships. So what happens for most business uh, professionals is you are taking what you're doing and then you think, okay, I need a team. And so then you dump your work from your desk to their desk. And now you're trying to manage them, which is another responsibility and all this other stuff. And that is backwards. So the basic formula is broken and flawed. And that's where you get into these longer and longer days. Amazing. I I think you may have a new client by the end of the day. Uh, We're going to have to talk. Um, So, so let's go back to the, let's go back to the visuals because I I threw too many questions at you all at once, which is like podcast host 101, what not to do. So let's come back to that. I apologize. Uh, Let's come back to that because I I thought it was a a really cool uh, exercise. Okay, so what I showed you was I had this jar of jelly beans and they were all red and it was filled, the jar of jelly beans, all red. And I said, I want you to look at this and I want you to think of these as the important pieces that you know you really want to get these ideas to execution. It could be whatever, it could be anything. It could be you want to start doing more group coaching. It could be you want to write a book, start a podcast, whatever. As entrepreneurs, we always have more ideas than we can implement. And and that's the pain point. That's what really burns you out is when that that bridge is is broken or the gap keeps getting bigger and bigger and you're in this this position of frustration instead of momentum. So that's really where the pain is. And what I say is you look at that jar of jelly beans and all those, you know, red beans and just think of anything that you're like, I have this idea. Oh, this would make an impact for my audience. Oh, this would bring you more revenue. This would be awesome. I would love to play in that area. And then I want you to imagine another jar of jelly beans. And in that there's all these different colors of jelly beans. And in amongst that jar, there are some red jelly beans. And that is the reality of most people's work week is that those important components, those little red jelly beans are buried in amongst all the other colors of jelly beans. And you then you're always trying to dig and find them and pick them out and do whatever. And they get buried and they're not quick access and it's not a full jar. You're not moving in the right direction. So it's think of that red jar of jelly beans as having everything in it that matters, that really would have an impact on your audience, your revenue, your lifestyle, and how they're buried in you know in all these other random colors of jelly beans I love that story it also makes me hungry um, but <laughs> but in terms in terms of relating this to our audience who uh, many of uh, the folks in our audience are entrepreneurs and do run run businesses or uh, are married to an entrepreneur which means you're sort of an entrepreneur uh, also just because that, yeah, that can yeah. consume dinner table conversation and so forth if you're not careful anyway um, we, you know, we, we come from a position of um, the abundance mentality rather than the scarcity mentality, and that's generally a good mm-hmm. thing. And so mm-hmm. we're trying to help people get to financial independence, which is very, very abundant thinking and getting to the point where work is optional so that you're doing what you love because you love it, not because you have to make a mortgage payment, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you, how do you reconcile the abundance mentality without it becoming bigger, better, faster, more just for its own sake. Like, how do you make this not a treadmill that you're, that you just can't stop or slow down? What's the, what's the magic? What's the magic there? 
The magic is when you do this effectively, anything that we do, when we create a win team, a what is next team, and this is unbelievably affordable. One of the things that people tell me all the time is, oh my gosh, Chris, you, you know, uh, conservatively, we save you $50,000 per year, conservatively. And usually I'm told that we get back 25 hours a week within the first month of working with us. So what happens is, you know, there's so much to unpack there is that when this is done well and you are in a bigger and bigger creation mode, those that creation element is always making something more and more effective. And also as you're doing that, you're, whatever we do, like for example, I'm overexcited by this question. So I'm going to try to tell you three stories at once. So pay attention. So, so. I, I, I'm ready. Okay. Let's do so, it. <laughs> for example, for my podcast, when the hour, when the day podcast, it's a general podcast about general business. It's not focused on this. We could have anybody there from sales to social media, whatever. We want you to get to your next win now, have a solid takeaway. Now we do get a lot of positive feedback on that. That's great. Right now we are looking at going from one show to two shows a week. Now, what we have it down though, is add the way we operate with everything with our super toolkits, which we show our clients how to use them and, and the whole mindset. And it's a whole different way of looking at this is we are going to double our output, but our work is going to increase 12%. So it's about making things that when you create it, then it's done. And then you move on to the next thing and you create it. So I'm all about passive income. I'm all about taking less effort. I'm all about these things that you can do well into retirement that generate money, or you might have to come in and do one speaking gig that then, you know, elevates everything else you do. So I'm not a hundred percent. I'm against this whole being on the treadmill. I mean, I always say to people, if you slipped on ice tomorrow and broke your arm, you, you know, do you have a company? You know, I call it being a, a, it's, it's like thinking you're an athlete, but you're watching football from the couch until you have a team and a business that can operate without you. And you don't pay a heavy price for taking a weekend off or going on vacation. You're really just a sufferpreneur, right? So you gave me accolades. Thank you very much for all the five star reviews we have for our podcast. I appreciate that people really do like the energy of the podcast. However, we have a process in play so that those, we got all those reviews as, as part of our process. It's a very simple thing. So they're always coming in. We're going to have a thousand reviews in another month or so, because it's just part of a process that ought, that operates and is automated by itself. Right? So it's all about efficiency. It's all about moving you into a bigger and bigger part of creation. And when you create, then that becomes compressed into admin work automated and you move on to the next creation. That was three stories at once. Yeah, <laughs> you you did it. I, I'm I'm Thank blown you. away, and uh, this this idea of a uh, a what is next team does this mm-hmm. this is this is a business concept. Does it have applications in the household? Is is this something that could be um, utilized in some way in terms of just managing life with you know your parents getting older and your your kids in the house and and all the things that are happening. Uh, on a personal level, or is this really more of a, a business only type of approach? Well, my clients tell me it changes how they see the business and their world. And so it's a, it's a mindset shift 
and it's a different way of thinking and looking at stuff. So what I do find is, you know, what I had to learn early on is who you are before five is who you are after five. So sometimes I would think that I'm really patient at work, but I'm impatient in other areas of my life. And it's like, no, no, I just go faster at work. And you know, so, so whatever you do well or poorly, you do well and poorly in both areas. So when people are all stressed out, working crazy hours at work, they are also running around in their home, you know, doing the same thing. Oh my gosh, where are my keys? I'm in such a rush, you know, whatever the recovering or the non-recovering rushaholic. So I am told all the time that this does impact a personal life and does change how they see everything. So now that I've been diagnosed and now that I've already decided that I need you, um, what, how, how do you, how do you engage entrepreneurs and what is that process like? And you know, this, this, this show is, is really designed to help people figure out how to reach that abundance point, the financial freedom point. And, and I do believe that being more efficient is going to be part of that. It's going to lead to not only better outcomes, but better attitudes and better health and all the things that we talk about. So Mm -hmm. what how do, how do you what is the what is the process of um, of engaging an entrepreneur and his or her team yeah so what happens is this we we have multiple levels of entry we do one-on-one -on -one coaching a little bit but we do a lot of group coaching but our groups are no bigger than three and and really is a, a very powerful system and mindset and we just show you and we're all about doing it with you or like doing it with you or for you like it's not like a we're strategists it's not like a coach so we don't like cheer you on give you homework like people are are shocked every week when they're like oh my oh my gosh like is they say I create more and more white space on their calendar. So when we're working with you, you know, we look, we share a screen, we look at your stuff, we ask you what was your pain point this week? What are you spending all your time on? And we just we just they say magically, but it's really it's a very it's it's a very easily applied infrastructure, but it takes it takes time and you do a little bit and you do a little bit and uh, it just constantly week to week gets you really, we're all about getting big results, no fluff. And you talk about freedom and that really is, I mean, that's everything, right? It's your lifestyle, it's your health. You know, I certainly know the first two years I was in business, like, you know, I was running around rushing like a crazy person. If you read my book, I almost seriously electrocuted myself because I was in such a rush. Um, for the first time in my life, I wasn't exercising. And when I'm driving around in a panic to get to the next thing and the next thing, I assure you as I'm driving, my left hand is not shoving a salad down my throat, right? So I started to look awful and gain weight and it was just a whole big hot mess. So what I would tell you is, here's the thing that most people don't understand. I call it the three Ds. When you're running your business, there's the three Ds that are costing you a lot of money. Damaging overhead, delayed income, and diminished opportunity. And the damaging overhead is you. So many times as an entrepreneur, you think, oh my gosh, I'll just do this myself, it's quicker, or uh, I'll save myself money and do this for free. And you have to look at whatever you could potentially charge for your service, and then say, okay, let's just keep it simple math. Let's say it's 100 bucks for your service. Well, now you're over here what I call in a world that's a lot of copy and paste and pre and post work. And you're saying, okay, I'm doing this admin stuff at seven o'clock at night. It's a hundred bucks an hour because you're the damaging overhead. And then of course we slide into delayed income because now you're trapped in this web of admin and you're not bringing a new revenue and not bringing consistent revenue, you know, because everything's always back and forth between onboarding somebody, you get busy, you get distracted and all this other stuff. And then there's diminished opportunity. We've all heard, oh, I wish I'd known you did that because 
uh, we just hired somebody because you're not consistently, you know, doing whatever it is you need to do to get new business, whether it's networking or social media or whatever. So you're all over the place. So that freedom comes from consistency. It comes from having all your work, any aspect of it compressed more and more. So it's just efficient, automated, and then you can constantly be in the creation mode, bringing in more revenue, having a bigger impact. And just again, as that more revenue comes in, that gets automated and you move on to the next thing that creates even more revenue. This sounds terrific. Uh, and, and ultimately, uh, all of us have different biorhythms and different um, lives. And if we've learned something from the pandemic, it's that uh, flexibility and um, is, is really important. I thought... I would have thought if you had said that we're going to we're going to shut down uh, not only sectors of the economy, but we're going to close your office for a few weeks and we're going to have people working remotely and we're going to change everything that you're doing. I would have thought that would have been very damaging to revenues and productivity. Um, thankfully, that's not been the case. We've actually thrived during this this time uh, um, in terms of running and and learning what technology could do. So that's good. But the separation between work and non-work, I know there's no work-life balance. I don't believe in it. If you can prove me wrong, I'm, I'm willing to listen. But I think work-life integration makes sense. The problem is now people are at their, if they're working from home, you're at your office all day. So it's, it's not, I, I think people are working more, not less. And I'm mm. definitely mm-hmm. guilty. I, I, I had uh, a year ago, I had a much more manageable calendar than I do now. Now, um, I feel like every minute of the day is booked and, and, and extended in, in lots of different ways. I think we're working more because, uh, because of the flexibility of working from home. There's no separation. Is that, is that my imagination or is that uh, more than anecdotal? Well, I would agree with you. I think there's lots of perks to working from home if it's done properly, but a, a, a poor infrastructure is a poor infrastructure and that nothing changes, right? So I know I have friends that have, like one f- close friend of mine, she's in HR. So, you know, oh, it'd be great. She wasn't driving to work an hour every day. Well, now she just ends up working an extra hour a day. So, you know, now she's starting to miss that drive. So there is that. But what I want you to imagine is think of this like, a tall glass of water and this tall glass of water you could take a little bit of that and water a plant you could dip a cloth in it wipe a table you can have a sip from it maybe not in that order you could do a lot of <laughs> things with that glass of water um but what happens is when you knock it over and it goes all over the floor you can't scoop it up it like it's wasted and that's what happens is when i talk about creating your win team that's really step one and we always lean into our two super toolkits and and our system saving yourself stress time energy and money because getting somebody and by the way having a team having like what i call ethel syndrome just dumping something on your va that's not a team that's not a win team but getting somebody that's really great and then even if you onboard them well then you know what unless you've got an infrastructure that supports and elevates them as well and really compresses your admin work, that's gonna peter out any, if, really soon anyhow, right? So it's really about that infrastructure that we work so hard on, automating, systematizing, having you significantly more in the creation mode so that your super toolkits take care of everything. And like I said, doubling my podcast and then having it to like 12% increasing our work only, that's where you want to be at. But it doesn't matter if the infrastructure is not there, if your way of thinking is not there, you can keep moving people around, but it's not going to change anything. 
So let's talk about your book, because I'm going to have a copy of it here, I would think, in the next 48 hours. <laughs> I'm very excited about that. Um, tell us, first of all, tell us where to, where to get it, but um, yeah. what are the, who are the folks who should read this? Who, who are the folks who need to get a copy of the book as soon as they hear this episode? Well, you can grab it on Amazon. Um, I am told all the time that people say it changes how they see their business and time. It's a very easy read book, um, given with very clear examples. And so it really divides you into, are you a successful person or a struggler? And a successful person has nothing to do with money. It's a really freedom of lifestyle and that you can walk away from the business at five o'clock and enjoy your evening type deal. So I, I really do think I, I've had people of, I've had teenagers read it and say, oh my gosh, this is going to help me with my homework. So it just changes a, a big shift there. So that would be, you know, a, a fantastic place to start because so many of us, just like I said, as a, an acclaimed rushing, uh, recovering rushaholic, you just think you can outrun the clock and that's not the case. There's, there's something about time that is um, a, a great conundrum because we all know time is finite. Our lives are finite. There's a sense that you want to cram more and more and more into your day or into your month or into your year. Um, and maybe that's, maybe that's, maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe this idea to do everything um, is, is a mistake or maybe it's just not being thought of right. Maybe it's better to figure out the things that are most dear to you and most important to you and do those and not try to do everything or be everywhere or be everything to anyone. I think there's a lot of there's a lot in what you just said, and what I want to say is, it really the problem is you're looking at time where we should be looking at results, right? And that's where we go wrong. We need to look at results. If you talk to somebody who's highly successful in any capacity, they're looking at results, they're not measuring time, they're measuring results. And so you keep thinking you need more time, but what you need is more effective results. I mean, here's a really quick example. We had, because everybody that comes to me says, oh, my business is different, we all know that. So I had an interior designer and she came to me and she said, Chris, you don't understand. I go into a home, I see stuff, I just see it, I know if this chair goes over there, this is gonna be so much better. That's, you can't make this more efficient. So we really worked with her and we broke it down and we looked at her pre and post work and all this stuff and things that, how can we get, because I really believe we live in a world that is a lot of copy and paste and a lot of admin work that could be done different more effectively and so we worked closely with her and so what happened is we were able to extract some admin work so we got her appointments from two hours down to about 45 minutes so then she started compressing and making all her appointments in the morning and then in the afternoon she started getting on these really significant stages with people from HGTV and like it just changed the landscape of her business and her a celebrity factor in her own industry it was huge it was astronomical and she just didn't think there was any way this could be done because her work wasn't admin heavy. So it's really about looking for results. And if you change things and tweak it around and move it a little bit here and there, and this is all done on some really significant practices and science and research we've done, it just yields results. You're not looking for more time. You're looking for more results. I'm going to put you on the spot, Chris. And um, because why not? Uh, be because I get to. You've, you've shared some some stories, some examples, some industries, uh, and some wins, to use your nomenclature. Um, can you share a loss? Can you share one where it, it just didn't work? And, and, and can you tell uh, our audience and, and me uh, how or why that, that happened that way? 
Well, I have all kinds of losses. Those first two years were just unfreaking believable. I made myself sick. I almost killed myself by electrocuting myself. Um, it everything was hard. And what it was is I was chasing time like you did. And also, like a lot of my clients, I. I did get a lot of stuff done in a day and I was organized and people always were envious of that with me. But the problem was I wasn't changing the infrastructure. So then you, it's like stripping a screw. You just keep screwing it into the wall tighter and tighter until you strip the screw. So I was just going faster and faster and reorganizing myself. And I would have these grand ideas like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to start earlier today. And then I have to learn this new thing. Cause there's always something we have to learn. Like you need a stronger presence on LinkedIn, or you need to do this, or you want to be on podcasts or whatever you want to do your next goal. So I would come in really early and then I'd say, okay, I'm going to get all my work done by two or three. And then I'm going to learn that thing. And of course that didn't happen. I would learn this thing at seven, eight, nine o'clock tonight and start work more tired tomorrow. And then wouldn't get back to the thing to like Friday or next week. And now it takes me an hour to figure out where the heck I left off. What was this about anyhow, but I know it's important. Or I'd be driving along thinking I had a great idea only to find out I had that idea three months ago, but it fell off the grid. So I have, I could fill a Britannica encyclopedia set with failures and they're all there. And this is what when I'm working with my coaching clients, I understand their pain because I did it all. I mean, I just dropped the ball left, right, and center <laughs> until I couldn't even find the ball. So I can give you any example in any capacity that you want as failures because I have more than my fair share. I thought my company was going to be called Learn As You Go at one point. LearnAsYouGo.com. Well, I, I thank you for being... Um, your authentic self. I knew you would be. You've you've been a, a magnificent guest. I, I would love for your extra credit assignment because we don't do homework. Um, nobody likes homework, but everybody likes extra credit. So, what can what can folks who are listening, who are whether they're entrepreneurs or not, um, who are looking to well looking to win the hour and win the day? What what is the one thing folks can do actionably right now? Okay, so I would tell you, you know what, I'm just going to be, I don't have a, a shortcut to this. I would tell you to get the book. And it's not because it's my book, but let me give you one quick example in the book that people often is very powerful insight for them. So what happens is most people from a product, uh, productivity aspect, they look at their calendar and they put outside appointments on it. They don't manage their own work on their calendar, right? They just, oh, I, there's stuff you have to do every day and you say, oh, I know I have to do that so I don't put it on my calendar. But what happens is you come in and I'm talking about one hour blocks. I'm not talking about listing every little thing so that filling out your calendar all, all of a sudden becomes a whole new job. There's a way to do it effectively, efficiently, and easily. And most successful people in the world will tell you they can tell a lot by looking at somebody's calendar. It tells you everything. So what happens is you walk into the day and you think you have eight hours when in fact you might only have four and and people say oh no but I do that every day so first of all you're set up to fail because your your information is misinformation and I want to challenge you to think about think about like your bank account where you go well my car payment or my mortgage comes out every month but I know it comes out every month so I don't count it well that money is gone <laughs> so we count right. it and that time is gone on your calendar 
And so we count it. So that's the thing is there's a lot of misinformation when you're what I affectionately refer to as pulling a Chris and going 900 miles an hour and wondering why everyone around you is not keeping up and you're getting cranky at them like, go, go, go. Like, you know, so I remember snapping at one of my kids because they said they were ready to go at the door. And I'm like, I got to the door and they didn't even have their shoes on. This was year one of my business. I could answer two more emails, right? <laughs> Come on. Wow. Right? Yeah. So. No, that's I'm I'm sadly familiar with that. The, you know, yes. I'm sadly familiar with that and um this is good. This is this is day 1. <laughs> So yeah, I, I, you, Chris, you've been an amazing guest. Uh, folks can find you at winthehourwintheday.com is your podcast and your book and everything's available at the same site. Yeah, you can, you can win the hour, win the day. We'll get you all kinds of goodies going anywhere. Or you can also go to free gift from Chris, K-R-I-S.com. And we've got some amazing giveaways. One thing we didn't even talk about here is this year alone, we've got 800 hours of free labor from high tech students in high school. Um, I t show you, we just put it up this week on how to get a co-op student for free and how to really get some amazing results out of them. And each, each quarter, they usually have to put in 200 free hours. So there's all kinds of things out there. When I talk about a win team, it's not expensive. I can't thank you enough for spending the time with us. Your, your wisdom is, uh, is resonating with me, and I hope our audience enjoyed it as much as I did. And we are going to be talking soon. So thanks, Chris. Thanks, Eric. And to all our listeners, thanks so much for listening. Please help us grow our show by subscribing to our podcast and posting comments and reviews on Apple Podcasts or other download sites. Don't Retire Graduate is a book available in print, Kindle, and audio formats. And we now have a workbook with all the steps you need to build your own financial freedom plan. For more, go to BrotmanMedia.com or buy your copy and leave us a review on Amazon. We'll be back next week with another installment of Office Hours and in two weeks with another engaging guest. For now... This is your host, Eric Brotman, reminding you, don't retire, graduate. From this day forward, let us begin visualizing our dreams and building our futures. Today, I implore you, don't retire, graduate. Visit our website at don'tretiregraduate.com to subscribe. And please like us and post comments on social media. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Kestra IS, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Kestra IS or Kestra AS are not affiliated with Brotman Financial or any other entity discussed. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present if you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today.